we're we're in one of the oldest industries. It's us and prostitutes. <laughs> it's like, true. And ever we we're all needed. Yeah. <laughs> prostitutes Absol- and hairdressers. Absolutely. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser. Where we teach you to salon differently. After years of searching, we finally found a software that does it all. Introducing Aura Salonware. With Aura, you have the simple tools to streamline your business, such as a card on file, settings for hourly pricing, and even station sharing options. Implement communication boundaries with clients by interacting directly through Aura. Finally, a software that takes your business as seriously as you do. If you're interested in this type of profit maximization, visit aurasalonware.com slash DTH to receive special discounts and promos. As a hairdresser, I know the struggle of managing your back bar, and that's where our friends at SalonScale come to play. While you weigh your products with their app, SalonScale automatically tracks your products used, making inventory management a breeze. Not to mention they also save your formula. They are a digital solution for back bar management and they really make it easy. You know we're both big on knowing your numbers and SalonScale does just that. Visit salonscale.com slash DTH and use the code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off your first year. We are talking about how the sweet life is not... The sweet life. The sweet life. <laughs> Play on words. Can we talk okay, about the rental why, exodus? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is why Sid is bad at making memes because she has to explain the joke. She goes, <laughs> I literally play on words. <laughs> like, if they can't figure that out, <laughs> if our audience can't figure that out. I don't make the memes. I text you my ideas for memes and you edit them to make them funnier because you're like, you're onto something. <laughs> but you've over-explained it to the audience Sid and then will, it ru- ru- ruins the whole... I just see, like, you as a comedian... Like explaining why that joke was funny. I think that would be my, <laughs> and that would stick. be hilarious. <laughs> I think we should nor- redefine what memes are and overexplain them, and that's the fun. That's the humor. That would be f- that would be funny. I'll try it. I'll make there a fake account funny of it. There, there is and just fun. test it. But what's not funny? <laughs> what's not fucking funny is how expensive <laughs> sweets are and how. Lack of transparency is making a lot of hairdressers either leave this industry or go into massive amounts of debt because they were promised. I have so much to say. Well, I want to talk about the the rental exodus. Like that is huge because I I I think the the <laughs> the people that are in suites know why they left, but I think salon owners are not getting it of why people are leaving. Continue. Talk about freedom. Oof, take us to church. <laughs> so like when I think of the rental excess, I think of Moses coming to the salon. <laughs> oh, literally, we're going to church. <laughs> and then going to the salon and going, let my people go. <laughs> and then they all went to rental. Yeah. And just, just kind of what happened. And just like the Israelites in desert, they were like, um This sucks. This isn't what we expected. Okay. <laughs> and we're lost. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's I think that's what happens with rental. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's a great moment. It's in really time. good for a lot of people. A lot of people went to these suites reactively. I understand on a business perspective, um, the branded suites that the big ones, the chains, why they charge so much. I mean, it it it's is rent, 
your their landlords. Yeah, they're landlords essentially, and well, half the rent we pay rents we pay for homes are jacked up above the mortgages. I have to be honest. If you rent, my biggest piece of advice to you is to buy mm-hmm. a house. It does not matter what the rates are. You're still going to save money in the long run. Buy a fucking house. It it won't. You don't have to live there forever. But I can tell you, buying a house and buying an apartment in Manhattan versus renting, it's like now, now. I mean, anywhere. I I yeah. bought a house last two years ago in Florida, and it was astronomical. I mean, I I just think when, and I think the same about rental. When you're uh, when you go to a rental space or a salon suite, we do it because we want our own freedom, and we want to. We want to make our own damn rules. Right. So that's all good and wonderful. But something happens, I think, after about two years. I mean, less than that. <laughs> less than that, but people have a threshold of about two years. And then we get calls at Destroy the Hairdresser. I I have a rental suite, and I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know, know what to do from it. here. I'm not making money. I'm feeling like I'm alone. I'm in debt. You know, we did a poll um, not long ago. And we asked a lot of hairdressers if you could have the freedoms that you have in your suite in a commission salon, would you have stayed? And that's a lot of our methods. Unlimited time off, sky limit pricing, which is allowing stylists to choose their own pricing, um, you know, charging for their time, having the freedoms to their clients and scheduling, unlimited time off. And they were like, absolutely, I would prefer to get a paycheck because it's simple and I don't have to run my own business. I don't have to sit there and think too difficultly about taxes. I don't have to... Not everybody wants to be a business owner. They were just so in a horribly toxic situation that the only result was to have a mass exodus and the only saving grace was these chained suites that were providing spaces to allow that kind of freedom. Also, let's say you left the salon and you wanted to work on your own, and you didn't want to go work for someone else. Some people don't want to work for other people. I'm one of those people. That's cool too, but you shouldn't just put yourself in a little hole in the wall and do hair. You need to open a business. Yeah. You need to hire other. The only way to make money in America is to have people working for you. There, There's no other way to make true wealth. Working for yourself is great, but then you need to hire someone and then you need to hire another person. Like that's the only way that you can expand unless you can grow extra arms and unless you can sleep like a dolphin, which I don't know if you know this, but dolphins sleep one hemisphere yeah. of the brain to the other, which means they're always that awake. That makes me want to vomit. And like, always asleep. creeps me out. So unless you can do that and grow extra hands, you're not going to be able to make enough money to be considered a wealthy person that can live without the chaos of a financial burden. The only way for the suites to be truly um, in a major way profitable, because I know people are going to sit there and argue and be like, I am profiting in my suite. Okay, yeah, great. But to continue to have growth is to work every waking minute in that suite because you're paying, whether you're there or not, you are paying for that space constantly. Not to mention your extra 15% in self-employment tax, Mm -hmm. which when we have done the math, if I, this is the best part about the math is that if I love the math, if you sit in front of someone who disagrees with us, and we talked about this in another episode, but if you sit in front of someone who disagrees with us and you do the math in front of them, they will still disagree with us. Yeah. 
it's you're still probably giving as much as you did in a commission space unless you had an extremely low commission rate. And we're talking like below 40% commission rate that you are still probably giving a majority of your money away between inventory, taxes, rent, expenses. You're uh, making the same. Tax, yeah, like all of, you're, you're pretty much making the same. The difference is you are managing more cash flow. So you are seeing more of that money in your own bank account versus the salon's bank account. And the reality with this is like, I, I ask a lot. This is what's kind of spawned the micro suites. And we have we have a lot of students, even past coaches before they open their salons. This was a great stepping stone. They they created a or not a micro suite, a micro salon where they would have they'd be only working because they were advanced in their career. So they're working in this suite. They have a little room, one chair, and they're working three days a week. Right. But what about the other days of the week that you're still paying for? So they would hire an employee take a commission, provide all the products, provide the space, pay the rent, pay the bills. This person had an individualized space because they wanted to be alone as well. They worked on opposite days of the person who was taking full financial responsibility of the space. And it was a win-win. And now that is how we are starting to grow. Coach Frankie did that, hired one person, got a little bit bigger of a suite, hired two people while she was looking for her salon. And then she bought that She bitch. bought the building that her salon is in. In downtown Chicago. In downtown Chicago. And now within a less of couple months opening, I mean, she almost has a completely full staff. And now a word from our sponsors. We have partnered with Hair Story, a product line that is good for our clients, our planet, and our bank account. Have you heard of New Wash? It's like a shampoo, but actually good for your hair. New Wash is a cleansing cream that cleans and conditions without the harsh foams and damaging detergents found in traditional shampoos. Hair Story does things differently, creating more conscious options that respect the environment and your hair ecosystem. Ready to try New Wash for free? Visit hairstory.com slash DTH to get pro access today. I think the salon industry gets this reputation for being unprofitable because if it was profitable, we would all be opening more salons. But yeah. the problem is people are opening salons because they're connected to product lines. So they're promised like, oh, we're going to make you an exclusive salon or we're going to give you free education. And so they go and open these salons and they do it to support retail mm -hmm. and they don't make any money. Because the minute the retail is gone... The, the then the salon doesn't make enough money. If you own a salon and you and your salon services make less than your retail sales, then you should own a retail company. Own a shop. You should, yeah. a, you should sell product. You're doing great. <laughs> You're doing awesome. You just you open the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. If you open a salon and your services are not bringing in the most money, then you didn't you didn't open a salon. You. You're a retail. You're Ulta. Yeah, you're Ulta. This this industry is a five hundred billion dollar industry. This industry is incredibly profitable. You are just not profiting <laughs> because of your resistance. <laughs> and by to the change. way, your fifty thousand, seventy thousand, one hundred thousand dollars of profit is is not the. It's still too small. Yeah, we need to think bigger for the amount of money in the industry. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to retail. Yeah, it doesn't have to. We are giving it to them. And we say this all the time. Products should be working for us. We should not be working for products. It's not that we're anti-products. I fucking love a product. I also love making true profit off of product. I don't love losing money to products or having my products take up spaces in a square footage. If I'm looking at my square footage of, of a space, that square footage has a dollar amount to it. And I should be making profit and wealth off of, depending on the size of the space. 
So that's what we're talking about. Like we're, we're talking about utilizing sales in a different way. It's not about not selling retail. It's about selling retail where it actually is bringing you big amounts of profit. It's the same with opening the salon. Mm-hmm. It's not that you shouldn't go off on your own. It's that getting a suite should be a, a moment for you to kind of rest. Yeah. Figure, learn what it's figure like to your run your own business and deal with your own shit. But the next step is for you to start hiring and opening the salon. It is it absolutely? It's not a forever choice. It's also, I think people forget, like, if you go on vacation, you're losing money yeah. in a suite. You still have to pay all those Guess expenses. Guess how you don't. Yeah, you hire, you hire someone. someone else. And then people are like, I love when people tell me, oh, I'm not a salon owner. I, I have a suite and then I share, you know, I share it with someone else. Okay, then just open a salon. Yeah, you're splitting the bills and not making profit. It, it like, just do what you're doing, but go get a bigger space, hire more people. And one of the things that we've really been working on in the last couple of years is helping people buy the buildings that their mm-hmm. salons are in. And and have true investments and wealth. Because if you rent a salon space, I cannot tell you how many people try to sell their salon that they rent. They've been they've been doing hair for 25 years, 30 years. And they and they they are emotionally attached to their business. They think their business is worth, you know, seven hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars because They've just been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I tell my students. You should never pay more than $20,000 to $30,000 for someone's salon. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what their reputation is. It doesn't matter how long they've been in business. It doesn't matter any of that. Because that because if you can't buy it for twenty dollars to $30,000, then just go buy the building next door. Because that person that's trying to sell is obviously done anyways. Mm-hmm. So they're either going to go out of business or they're going to just give it back to the landlord. Yeah. So, every, And then you have a turnkey salon right there. All these people are trying to sell their salons that they rent for so much money. It's like, the only thing you can sell is the building. The building, your reputation, and... Reputation, your, I don't know. Well, I mean, Instagram reputation following. is your Instagram following. Yeah. So that's what you could sell. If you're mailing selling the list. mailing list, that's where it's worth. Like, you, sh- you should have a mailing list that's over 5,000 or more. That is worth buying right there. Right. If you have an Instagram following that's, you know, above 30,000, that right there is worth another 10K. So you're tacking on. That's why influence is so but important. You, just to your because wealth. you worked hard and built a business, isn't, it's not worth anything. It doesn't mean it's worth anything. Yeah. Because the reality is when that person, when you buy that that space, especially if that... Well, first of all, most people don't own the space. No, no, I meant uh, when you buy that business. Yeah. When you buy that business, half the time what we see is the stylist leave too because they don't want a new boss. Or... And then it's like, what did the, you pay for? Or the, the furniture? Pers- or the, the old-ass furniture? Or the person that bought it doesn't want their staff. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like it's kind of a... So never buy a salon for more than 30000 mm-hmm. That's That's... One of the rules, especially honestly, I think that's too much. I do too, but we're being. I'm trying to be mm-hmm. friendly to people that have worked really hard, especially if they don't own the building. There's really nothing to buy, mm-hmm. and so or have, like we said, the 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 social the, yeah the following the all that. The only re- and people get really worked. up. They're like, well, it has plumbing. <laughs> oh. Okay. You can pay for plumbing. I know yeah. it's expensive, but we... <laughs> Most people do because they buy spaces or they rent spaces that exactly. aren't... Exactly. So plumbing, please stop using... It's like saying, oh, I can't buy a house because the interest rates are high. They're always going to be high. Mm-hmm. They're never going to go back down to three. 
It's just how it's, you know what I mean? Like, so we're really back, ebb and flow, yeah. Yeah. Like, don't buy a place because the plumbing's good. Like, you can move plumbing. <laughs> but I just, I, I watch people go rent spaces, rent suites, rent places to, and they spend $100,000 building out a salon in a rental space. And I'm like, that's such a waste of money. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Is every time people go, oh, well, I don't have enough money to buy a place. And I, my next question is, have you gone to the bank? Yeah. Oh, well, no. If you had $100,000 to rebuild a rental space, to redecorate, to buy the products, to invest in everything that you need, to get the furniture, you have the money to buy a space. Well, I put it on credit cards. Okay, but have you gone to the bank? Yeah. Have you gone to the bank? Have you gone to the bank? I can tell you that most of the people listening to this episode or investors. have never gone to the bank and said, "Can I? I would like to know what I could get pre-approved for. For buying a house or buying, especially buying a commercial building, and when and then every time I tell someone to go to the bank and have a conversation, they always end up buying the building mm-hmm. because it's financially better, smarter, and much easier than they thought. You have to get a down payment. That's the, I mean, I know it's hard, but we can do it. Yeah, it's possible. And then the the source of like earning it on a spiritual level is so like it's so much bigger. It's it's more impactful because it's like. This is like, it's it's truly yours. Like Paying I can rent. even see the energy, fl- like, in Frankie. Like the fact that she owns that building is just like it's a different. It's a totally everything's up to different her. experience, and it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's just new. It's just new, and it's scary. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be scared. It's okay, but there's a you know it's funny too. Like the people that own the buildings, they're like, oh, I don't like I could. I don't actually have to sell this to retire. I can just let someone else rent it out when I'm done. I'm like, right. And it doesn't have to be a salon. It doesn't have to be, it can be whatever the fuck you want. I have one person right now looking at a place and she goes, well, there's two, there's like two rooms upstairs. I go, rent them out. Yeah. For whatever businesses someone wants. It's so, it's like hairdressers have the best options when it comes to buying because our industry is so flexible. We can do whatever we want. And I think when we start... And people always need their hair done. Yeah. We're, we're in one of the oldest industries. It's us and prostitutes. <laughs> it's like, true. And every, we, we're all needed. Yeah. <laughs> prostitutes Absol- and hairdressers. Absolutely. <laughs> sex workers now. Sex workers. Sex workers. I, I know. They were actually, I think, sex workers and hairdressers were, I think, were at one time the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With barbers. Yeah. No, barbers were doctors. Doctors, that's right. That's why the... Not sex workers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe some of them. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> if there was an OnlyFans back there. Depends hey. on what the prescription was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're losing our minds now. <laughs> no, but... Okay, let's just recap. Quick rules. Better to buy a building and build it out as your own salon mm-hmm. than it is to rent. Better, if you're going to go to a rental, use that as a stepping stone to open a business. And if you're going to open a business, we didn't even talk about this, it should be commission. Absolutely. If you want to make money. That's another episode. That's another episode. It's too much for this episode. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I know that there's more potential in here than what I'm living, and I need to be able to find that, and I can't do it alone. Yeah. And it was when I admitted that to myself is when I started to see the results kind of pour in. It's like, sometimes you just need help. 